As I've dated, I've explored relationships with all types of men, and most often, black men. Lately, I've been thinking about expanding my dating pool again, <laughs> looking beyond my community, and I'm curious about what this new exploration of experiences could mean for me, particularly at this age, because I've done it before, exploring dating outside, you know, when I was in my 20s, and I just haven't. I'm, you know, then I got married for like a thousand years, so now I'm back out in the these swimming streets. pool. Yeah, these <laughs> there's <laughs> pee in the pool. Okay, apparently, okay, it's what everybody tells me. But I'm back out here in these streets, <laughs> and and so now, you know, reconsidering dating outside my race at this age is a little different than when I was in my twenties. Like when I go on the dating app now and I say I'm open, the men that come my way are real interesting. You know, no matter how explicit I am about my progressive, not democratic leaning, just straight up progressive democratic self, Mm -hmm. I still get these ultra conservative men, white men, that are hitting me up. Really? And like, Like, what do they say? Girl, I know you're black, but I'm, I'm open to exploring a relationship or talking to you as though they're doing me a favor. They're bending their rules to be with me. I get that so much. I'm like, what in the entire hell? But you're cute, Cheryl. Yeah, they got to do me no favor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, 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 it's, it was, it was shocking to me. Like, I, why are you calling me? I mean, you're, we don't align on, um, many things uh, clearly based on our profile so why and you're you know making an exception for me apparently this is you say isn't your thing right so what's up with that so I was just like you know being in um, my late 50s dating outside my race I don't know I'm I'm you know I see like you know on TV like HGTV they got all these like you know mixed you know, relationships, and it seems yeah. really like, oh, okay. And then what shows up in that app, though, is not what you see on TV. <laughs> like, uh, no, this is not working for me. And, you know, like I said, I've, I've, I've dated in my 20s, dated outside my race, dated outside my, my, my religion. Mm-hmm. Um, so that isn't new, but what is new? is at this age, mm. being open to dating outside and, and my race and what's coming. From WBEZ Chicago, this is When Magic Happens. I'm Cheryl Jackson, here with Jennifer Shaylove Long and our magical producer, Brianna Garrett. Taylor's out, but today we're here talking about interracial relationships, our experiences with them, and chatting about if their controversy is still relevant in the 21st century. Where are you stand on the issue? Let's just say that. Where do you stand on the issue of uh, dating outside black women? I'm, I'm open to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm at the place in my life where I am looking at the character. I'm looking at the person. I'm looking at not necessarily what they look like, mm-hmm. but more about what who they are, you know, because the reality is this has been my experience. You might date a guy who's very handsome, very attractive, but all the other things just really are not there, you know. Mm-hmm. So 
the external part is not as important to me anymore as the internal part. So if you happen to be of a different ethnicity, that's not a deterrent for me, per se. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say I have a certain group of people that tend to be attracted to me. Which are? Typically black men, Mm -hmm. you know. But I also, you know, I've been approached by Latino men and also Indian men. Black men are attracted to you. Yes. But you said you got blanks in different area codes as well. Mm -hmm. So I want to know, do you have a type, though? Do I have a type? Well, okay, if I if I had a type, <laughs> I am a sapiophile. I love someone who is super intelligent, who mm-hmm. can have a strong, rich conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who is adventurous, mm-hmm. you know, who loves to, like, experience different things, loves trying new foods, loves traveling, will literally pick up and go. Mm-hmm. And physically, you know, I would like somebody tall. Like, you know, six, three, four, five, six, you know, <laughs> just tall. So how tall are you? How yeah. tall are you? I'm five, one and a half and three quarters. On a good day. <laughs> On a good day. On her tippy toes. Okay. <laughs> so with that being said, that means you kind of want like either a Scandinavian, right? Because they come real tall, I hear. Yeah, Samoan. A Samoan. Yeah. A man. A New Zealander. A New Zealand. Okay. I'm trying to be a citizen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and perhaps a black man. Maybe a basketball player. Who knows? Maybe. Okay. You know, I'm I'm open. Yeah. You'll be I mean, hanging with some celebrities too, girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you mean when you say you're open? Like, you're open to anybody that can approach, you know, as long as they have those qualities. They're smart. They're adventurous. You're open? Yeah, I'm open. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm, I mean, I'm genuinely open. I think that there is a natural attraction, mm-hmm. right, that that you, you gravitate to someone and can be... Like, I do look for energy and chemistry, you know, but I am open to that. Like, I'm not married to the way somebody looks outwardly. I really am focused on what they look like inwardly. Really? And can they pick me up? (laughs) (laughs) And they must be tall. Okay. And they got to be smart. (laughs) And I'm going to Harvard. (laughs) And I'm (laughs) playing. If only were that easy to attract that type, though. Yeah. Yeah. But you're attracting white men, huh, Cheryl? You said. Yeah, apparently on this uh, app, for sure. I Are you giving off like a, I want, I want pink type of pheromone or what is it? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. I want somebody to explain it to make it make sense. Explain it to me. I don't. Um, the, the issue isn't that I'm attracting white men. Mm-hmm. It, the issue on this app is that I'm attracting a certain type of white man. Mm. And what I'm confused about right. uh, is the type of man, white man, that I'm a- attracting. I don't know how to explain this and to make certain that I'm, you know, being I think appropriate. You, I think enough said. Okay, enough said. Yeah. Okay. I think we got it. Yeah. <laughs> I. So that that's my issue is, mm-hmm. is the type. Well, have you ever dated Outside of your race before, like yes, in a more I serious have. capacity, both of y'all? I got married right at 31, so mm-hmm. in my 20s. One, kind of serious, <laughs> when I our relationship didn't go, go, um, didn't go to the end, I showed up at his wedding. I was invited to his wedding. He married someone else, clearly. Um, <laughs> and I met his mom. I had not met his mom his family but I, at the wedding I met his mom she comes to me she was so curious about me she's like we thought you were going to be in our family oh I was like 
I didn't know we were that he was that serious about him. It was news to me. Okay, right. so um, or maybe he was just excited to have a, a black daughter-in-law. Right, right. Have you seen her black daughter-in-law? Right. Look at her hair. <laughs> right, but you know he was marrying someone else, yeah. uh, not black. Right. Um, he was he was he was he was white. Uh, he was Jewish, mm-hmm. and. It was. I was living in Memphis. We both were in Memphis at the time, and I just remember I didn't think anything of it. It was someone, you know, um, that I we both worked at the same place, and we were just kind of a friendship, and you know, evolved over time. And I didn't really think anything of it until we would go out to dinner or to um, lunch, and people would stare at us oh. like we were a three-headed monster or something. I just remember being struck. Hmm. by the stairs. Mm-hmm. And I guess now that I think about it, it's Memphis. It was Memphis in the 90s. Mm-hmm. It probably gone maybe the the whole way, but I just, you know, I, I think I showed a lot of natural curiosity about his background mm-hmm. and his, his life. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel that was fully reciprocated. I'm like, who am I going to talk about, you know, memes or great lines from, you know, the Jeffersons or... Good times with, I just who's going to have that that shared sort of background, the cultural knowledge, the cultural knowledge. Mm -hmm. I think, but there are some you know Jewish boys that get down, you know, yeah, well, that that know what they're talking about, right? Are interested in your community and in your heritage, and some I would say a little bit too invested, like the ones that approach. I know for me, I've gotten a lot of white boys that have approached me, and I might have had my hair in braids, I might have had my hair in twists uh, or like faux locks, and like I love your cornrows, and that's like the standard line because they're like, this is how I can attract her. She'll know that I'm down. (laughs) She'll know. (laughs) She'll know that I've seen hair shop or beauty shop or something like that. Can I say this? That Mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought that up. What I see a lot of when it's a white woman with a black man, Mm -hmm. what I see a lot is black women who are wearing their hair natural, you know, um, you know, whether it's twist outs, you know, braids, but they're with white men. I see a lot of that particular combination. And it's curious to me. Have you noticed that? Well, what I've noticed, and I've noticed this just in in Atlanta, for Mm -hmm. example, is a increase in just that mix of people, right? Mm -hmm. Mix of couples. And like, for example, I was at this uh, birthday party a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and one of my friends, you know, she um, she wears, you know, she wears dreads, and she was like, "Hey, Jennifer, I'd like to introduce you to my boyfriend, right?" Uh oh. And and it was this it was this white gentleman. He was a little bit older, mm-hmm. and I was like, he is loving on her and doting on her, and she is showing that same energy and affection back. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been seeing, you know, is like mm-hmm. couples like that who, you know, it feels like specifically for her because I know she's gone through a divorce. But like specifically for her, it just feels like she's found a person who values her, who loves mm-hmm. her, who, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever reason he's attracted to her. He is loving on her. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, back to the energy, you yeah. know, just sort of this sincere interest and desire to kind of be with this person, you know? And so, and I don't know what their circumstances mm-hmm. were because, right. you know, he could have been a sugar daddy, you know. Okay. You know. <laughs> but, you know. No hate. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I guess, you know, that to me is why it is so important now to just find your person that makes you feel special, that makes you feel loved regardless of what they look like. 
Yeah. I also think it's different for black women, though. Yes. So yeah. I will definitely root for the black girl if I see her with, you know, she could be with her Latin king. Yeah. Um, I think that's also a gang. So no affiliation here. <laughs> right. All right. You know, she could be with her, her Jewish king. She could right. be with, you know, whomever. And I'll say, OK, well, I'm more likely to think that in that relationship, there's less fetishization. Yes. Mm-hmm. Coming from her part. Um, there's less of a desire for like that upward mobility that you might see mm-hmm. um, in certain black men, not all, but some black men who think themselves as like dating up when they are with a non-black woman. Mm. And I, I mean specifically the black men that um, base their preferences off of what that person is not. Exactly. But mm. but when it's a black woman that I see, you know, in love, happy, you know, I want to root for her. You yeah. want her happiness to, because I think at the end of the day, if within our community we're getting bashed by uh, our own brethren sometimes mm-hmm. you know if she's able to find that love and that nurturing and that care from someone else who doesn't necessarily share her same hue mm-hmm. but they treat her well mm-hmm. then i think that's just fine mm-hmm. okay that's what i want to talk about this what you dynamic want to talk about? okay this dynamic there's a dynamic okay, okay tell there's us. a dynamic so um i agree with you you know love is love mm-hmm. you meet someone and and they appreciate you as a mutual you know respect love all that that's you know should matter mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what hue color um, as long as they happy. But when it's about something else other than, mm. you know, when yeah. it's about a status symbol or let me be, I want to be with someone, uh, anyone but a black girl, you know, um, and it, we I see this on social media a lot. I mean, we see this playing out, you know, unfortunately, sometimes with athletes and other, you know, successful yeah. black men who are choosing you know, seemingly, or the the the, the criticism or the, the discussion is, yeah. it's anyone but a black woman mm-hmm. they want to be with because of X Y Z X Y Z status whatever, mm-hmm. and it's dispiriting hmm. anyway because it feels like you know. Well, would you want him anyway? Yeah. No, I, right? Not for me personally. No, I know. But for but black it's women, like, do do you even? Someone well, that, that hates themselves would never be on our radar. Right. But right. The, but but to your point is that the reason why I think you it kind of brings uh, put a smile on your face when you see a black woman with um even if it's a white man who is loving on her mm-hmm. that someone appreciates her. Yeah. values her cuz you know we struggle with that, mm-hmm. you know. And so we, why are we struggling with that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Good example here on um, a reality show. Um, It's a show where the producers and psychologists look at profiles Mm -hmm. of people before they and then they match people up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which one is that? Married at first sight. So I've also seen many a season. So I know. (laughs) Okay. Married at first sight. Well, they did one apparently episode that went viral. It was a lot of on, you know, discussion Mm -hmm. in the media where the producers wanted to sort of look more deeply into this issue challenge that we're having where, you know, they were having a difficult time matching black women because black women only wanted to be with black men. And they said black men wanted to be with anyone other than a black woman. Wow. That, I don't know something about that, but but, okay. Okay. I'm not checking for a man that doesn't want to be checking for me, but just as my womanhood, you know, for black women, for sisters, mm-hmm. that that's that's I find dispiriting. It's upsetting. That's a strong statement, though. Like, because I think that there are there are a lot of black men that want to be with black women, right? Like Absolutely. in the in the instance mm-hmm. of that show, I what I would question is. 
who are the producers? Who do they have access to to be able to corral the people to be on this show? Like, like what's their the data profile? Pool? Right. Like, what is where they're getting their, you know, where are they getting their information? It may just be only limited to the circle of people that they that they know. But what I know and just my experiences, I think that that black men really do love black women, right? Really? And I think that there is a desire to be with us. I think there's a desire to be with a lot of women, be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to be honest. If we're going to be honest, okay? That it's more about that than it is, you know... I, when you look at social media, when you uh-huh. look at... There is a thing. There is a... At least the social media I'm reading. Okay. Uh-huh. I think both of your guys' points right. are valid because mm-hmm. we'd be remiss to believe like that rhetoric doesn't exist right. because there are people like that. And in that specific pool, that might have been what was specific to that data pool. Yeah. But there are also many of black men. I've many of my exes, hey, shout out to you guys. Love you, Mitch. <laughs> Just kidding, I don't. That's why that's how we're not together. <laughs> but you know, many of my exes are black men right. and then yeah. some of them weren't black men. But I think you know, conversely, we can say that both of those things are true at the same time. Yeah. So there are some men that will not want to uh, be with black women, but those are just those types of men. And this is where I want to ask y'all, do you believe in preference? Do you believe in having a preference? Yeah. Um, it's okay to have a preference. Okay. You mean a preference in ethnicity or just a preference in like, hey, I like this this person? No, a preference in ethnicity, a preference in yes. how someone phenotypically shows up. Yes. And then what are your guys' preferences and why? Well, I guess my preference is I like black men. I find them to be very attractive. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm attracted to them, you yes. know? I, I think also, if we're being honest, mm-hmm. it is about region where you are, right? Because, for example, growing up in New Mexico, like, you know, it would be customary for a black guy to probably date someone that is Latino or white mm. or even Indian because that's what's they, proxim- that's, that's mm-hmm. who's around them. Yeah. You know what I mean? There aren't many black women mm-hmm. there, you know, so so their pool of who they are going to connect with and resonate with is going to be that. Right. You know, if I think about just like how I grew up and the men that I saw in my family and in my life, I'm like, Oh, you know, these are these are men that I would like to be connected to in this way, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and obviously they were black men, you know, so that's maybe why I have an affinity for them. Mm-hmm. But also just based on regionally where I was, I was open to also dating other men as well. What about you, Cheryl? Do you have a preference? I do. I guess my preference, black men, just because that's my shared cultural. We have a shared cultural sort of framework language. and language yeah. and experiences. Yeah. So it's easier. Yeah. But I am, you know, um, definitely. I think that black women have to and should be open. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be, you want love, you know, you want to be in a relationship, I, particularly as a black woman, you have got to. Consider yeah. and um, consider dating outside your, your race. Oh, now we have to consider. Not the pool is so shallow that we got to go outside. I'm trying to Listen. tell you, I be feeling like it's kind of abundant. Okay, I like an abundant mentality. I do. But I also mean, there's different factors to abundance, just yeah, depending on proximity. There, well, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because I'm in a majority, in Memphis, a majority yeah. black city. Yeah. But the, I mean... It is like a lot of interracial um, relationships. You see people together. Cool. Mm-hmm. So it's not a really about proximity because there's plenty of black people, black women to choose from mm-hmm. or for black men to choose from. But there's a lot 
of I was really struck by that. Mm. You know, mm. lot of interracial. Mm-hmm. And is it both ways? Yeah. Probably heavier uh, black men with white women. Okay, that's um, interesting. Yeah, that's what I don't believe in. I believe in preference because, like, how you guys are saying, mm-hmm. like, it's okay from your own community to maybe prefer a man that also comes from your shared community. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe in exclusionary preference. Mm-hmm. In that, now I say yes. I will x out this com- anybody this but right. right. You know, anybody right. but this. Yes. yes, and that's what yes. I feel like can sometimes get convoluted in relationships yeah. because. Um, all of a sudden, you know, people are like, okay, yeah, I'll date outside of my race. She can be Latina, but she can't be Afro-Latina. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, she right. can mm-hmm. be something, but she can't have a certain, you know, one drop right. uh, in her. And that's that's when it gets weird. Then there's also fetishization, of course, too, it, yeah, where it's like yeah. now I only want a, a black girl because she represents X, Y, Z. I think that she's going to be a little freakier right. uh, intimately. I think she's going to be. I think that's more, what I'm concerned know, about with my the app situation. Uh-oh. Like, I think that's what the I think I wonder. They may be able to pick you up <laughs> in the tractor. <laughs> in the tractor, go ahead, Cheryl. I mean, like, try it. Or, or, or I don't want to. <laughs> what I would hate for you to be is somebody's repentance journey exactly. where they're like, back in the day, I didn't mess with y'all. You know, right? Back then, they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. Okay, <laughs> tell them uh-uh, if you wasn't there with me. <laughs> I feel like there's something else underlying going on. You are checking the boxes for being ultra politically conservative. All of these things. Let me find so, out. Okay, here I want to know. Have you talked? Have you talked to them? Have you had a conversation? It was too scary for me to go past a text. Oh, a DM situation. <laughs> You're like, like, I can't. Oh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> but to your point yeah. about, you know, um, this kind of fetishization or exclusionary preference. I love the way you rephrase that exclusionary. My nephew was at a university. I won't say the name of the university, but it was a well-known story in the news okay. where um, a black young man was a part of this white fraternity and he hosted a no black girls party. Oh, it was all, like y'all can Google it. Give me y'all your card. Okay. I'm ripping it up. Is is East coast. Wow. Is, is that kind of stuff. Maybe I'm I'm on the wrong side of social media. Okay, where I'm well, saying I, I, this. this is the thing. I think it exists, but the other, the opposite exists too. You know, like mm-hmm. it's 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 not it's not an either or. Both things. It's an and. Like mm-hmm. there, these They're things at the same are time. right. Like these things are existing at right. the same time. I believe that. This is what I discovered mm-hmm. about people: mm-hmm. is you have to get to know the person because the reality is is. And and I'm I'm not trying to be you know la 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 about this, but you uh, even a black man can be horrible, right? Like even in wanting, I know, girl. Oh, okay, surprise, surprise, right? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like it it does. That's the point. Is yeah. it's kind of like a person can be horrible regardless of the color of their skin. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. They can also be extraordinarily loving and wonderful regardless of the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you have to pro- give the same, you know, sort of opportunity to discover that in order to determine, hey, this is this is the this is what's for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay, when we when we done here, we calling. Yeah. Calling him. Uh-uh. I will Come say on, one Cheryl, thing. I'm going to play something <laughs> over here. Listen, I hear Jennifer's point about, you know, mm-hmm. love is love. See the person. Mm-hmm. See the, the humanity in them. Mm-hmm. But I also say when entering uh, interracial relationships, I think there has to be 
a an understanding that there's going to be some work done. Yeah. So like not just emotional work, but literally uh, I need you to do some reading. Yes. I need us to have an understanding of my history yes. and how when we step in different spaces, it might impact me differently at times. Right. How certain events in the world might impact me differently or impact you differently. Right. And how can we show up in the similar way for each other there? Right. And then I would also just be like, with, to your point earlier, Cheryl, about like, you know, sometimes feeling undesired by your community. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, you know, I think Taylor brought that up one time about like saying the black boys weren't checking for as much as other people. Right. So I understand that. And I have actually experienced that before. If, but and I'm like, what y'all doing? What's, right. what's really going on? Right. Come on, Tyrone, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> you better come whole time. Okay, actually, don't, don't hit me up, though, Tyrone. If you ain't got no job, I want you. I know that's right. right. You ain't got no money. <laughs> you can't even use my phone. Okay. <laughs> actually, you know, Tyrone was actually the friend and not the broke buster. That's right. Yeah. So we'll call him Carl. Okay. But um, no, I, I think there is an envy that I feel sometimes as a black girl uh, within our community when we're dating because it feels like sometimes, uh, like, you never really hear about other ethnic groups necessarily bashing their own and right. in, in that, like, mm-hmm. you know, ah, I, I want to make this person more masculine and I want to, you know, take away her femininity in, in some ways and I want right. to, you know, like how they did to Michelle Obama so many times yes. um, right. during uh, President Obama's run um, as president. And so I, I think a lot about the work that has to be done now that I have to heal from this. First of all, I got people over here talking crazy about me behind my back. All right. Mm-hmm. And I know y'all talking about your necks. And then number two, now I'm with you and we're getting these stares every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also think about like just how you're received differently in different places, even with that person, like how you were saying, Jennifer, in New Mexico, you were Bowers butt to some mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. But then when you went to your HBCU mm-hmm. where you know, mm-hmm. googly moogly, mm-hmm. that thing is juicy, was valued differently. <laughs> That's right. You got to experience yourself differently That's in that right. space. And so I think similarly, just when we talk about geography, when yes. we talk about history, yes. talk about all of that. You it, know, it's but, funny you say that because I remember this girl um, who I grew up with. She, uh, of course, grew up in New Mexico. And she. we did like this thing where you come back from college, you talk to other kids who are about to go off to college. Mm-hmm. She came back and she was like, she went to Howard. And she was like, when she lived in New Mexico, nobody was checking for her uh, ever. See, you know, she beautiful girl, just beautiful. But anyway, mm-hmm. so she goes to Howard, and she's like, can't even, you know, can't beat him off Dang with a stick. stick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Beautiful, like. And so the point is, is you know, it's also where you are. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. I mean, in any place, it's like who who there is a. Mm-hmm. a thing happening even in that environment mm-hmm. you know so it is yeah yes I agree because when I was um you know in Memphis I mean I was olive oil I didn't have no T or A okay and <laughs> what could that mean Cheryl what does <laughs> no, T and A mean T or A all right <laughs> and uh with nobody checking for me um in Memphis but then I went up north and I uh, realized my body type was a thing. Yeah. Okay, so, but it still was a thing, not for uh, necessarily the brothers. Okay, right. it uh-huh. was a, that's that's when I first realized that I had a little the bit European. of a following. Yes, yes, right. Okay. Y'all been following the story about Travis Kelsey and Kayla, his ex-girlfriend, black girlfriend, Kayla Nicole. I've been following that. They need to let that girl. Yeah, Taylor Swift's guy now. 
Um, I've been following yeah. the fact that they need to let that black girl live and let her I know, right? be. You know, she dated him. He's in the public view, yes, but it's over and done with. Let her be free. Right. Now, and he she- did have a good shape up when he was with her. He's yes. looking a little rough these days, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know where your, where your lining go, where your yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I know his look has changed, ain't it? Yeah, but it's, yeah, what about that story, though? So she was getting it from both ends, you know, um, from black folks. They're like, that's what you get when you step outside the black um, community, uh, outside of our community to uh-huh. date someone. She's getting it from us. Okay. And she was getting it from white people. You know, I mean, that's the thing I feel for. I was reading her full story. And that was, you know, so she wrote a letter to Dear Black Women, Black Girl. She called it Dear Black Girl. Mm -hmm. And it was really moving and powerful. Um, And I think that that's a real part of the narrative Mm -hmm. that black women are dealing with. And um, it's just, you know... It's puzzling to me. Now, be clear. I'm carrying my own baggage of being raised in a just out of Jim Crow South. Okay. Memphis. Uh, Yeah. And um, so that I had a different experience Mm -hmm, than you. mm -hmm. I know when I was a kid, I used to have a couple crushes on some white boys, but not just white boys. I had a crush on everybody because I believe men are like cookies. You know, (laughs) I want to try all the flavors. Okay. Uh, And if you're trying to... uh, Pull up. Here's my number. It's, uh, <laughs> no, but I remember when I was a kid, like similar to Jennifer's experience, mm-hmm. you know, liking a array of men. That's mm-hmm. because of the environment that I was in. I was like mm-hmm. surrounded by a pretty integrated school, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we all liked the Jonas Brothers at one point, mm-hmm. And I was never a One Direction big fan, but some of them were cute. <laughs> but they got to work on the teeth. Love, shout out the British. Love y'all. Okay. <laughs> we working on it. We working on it. Um, but I, I think that that's fine. And I think with this current generation, um, when I look at millennials, like millennials mm-hmm. and Gen Zers, yeah. I'm not saying that we are ahead and that we're like not thinking about these issues. Mm-hmm. Because trust me, we are. Mm-hmm. Um, we're thinking about them, especially. I think it's just coming from a more collaborative point of view. Yeah. And that like how I was saying earlier, um, if we're going to be together, here are some of these things that I need you to right. understand about me and my identity mm-hmm. and right. about that. So that way we don't have any of these uh, conflicts where you're coming into this conversation ignorantly. Right. And now you say something stupid. Right. And now I got to. You know, oops upside your head. But, <laughs> right. I, but we don't condone domestic violence, obviously, domestic <laughs> violence. But um, that's that's what's important, I think, yeah. you know? And I do think it's a generational mm-hmm. uh, yeah. difference. Yeah. Because yeah. I think to your point about mm-hmm. intent, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, hey, if you're entering into, like, I, w- I want to learn versus I'm judging what your experience is like yes. based on what I've seen in the past or yes. what I've read or what I've looked at in the magazine. Yes. That's a different way to engage in relationship with somebody when it is interracial than mm-hmm. it is if you're just learning. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even with my own kids, I mm-hmm. see my son and daughter, they both have been engaged in different interracial, you know, friendships and relationships. Right. And, you know, it, it just seems to be a sort of openness of like, I'm just I'm I'm interested in this person. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Thank you. But you know what I'm saying? Like I <laughs> I think that there there is like a genuine interest in the person and yeah. like learning about I them. That's yeah. You know, Jake likes anime just like I like anime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're talk about it. Yes. Yeah, Jake. So well, that's what we. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's what we you know all want to be mm-hmm. is 
you're with someone because of that person. Yeah. Yes. You want to be understood. And yes. you want to be understood. You want to be seen. Like, As I'm a, done looking at people and being like, let's be together. Like, because yeah. it's just, there's nothing. There's no substance. You could be you fine know? as fudge, but you're going to send me to hell because you're over here doing cracking your mama's basement. Exactly. All right, I need to know that. <laughs> Very specific. Uh, <laughs> Very specific. But, you know, I get what you're saying, though, Jennifer. Like, I need to feel that yes. energy, that, that spiritual connection so that I know that there's something more beyond. Yeah. Because I could be with somebody that might share you know, similar language and cultural background with That's me, right. but you really don't understand me and you really don't get, you know, my quirks and my idiosyncrasies. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll see. So what are your guys' new frameworks for dating then? Um, you know, if we're talking about interracial relationships, you know, I, my framework is this. Um, I am actually, I'm, I'm okay with um, someone who's not, who's outside of my race, not knowing about my culture. Mm-hmm. All I need for that person is to be genuinely curious Mm -hmm. and want to lean in and learn more and know more. That is all that I require. I don't, you you ain't got to do the homework ahead of time. You ain't got to show me your chops that you know what's up with my hair, okay, or my heritage or my food. Just be curious. curious. Come correct. Yes, just just be, you ain't even got to come correct. Just you can say goofy stuff. You can say not know, um, but come with some humility and curiosity. That's that's it. And that's a wrap for today's episode. If you like what you heard, subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts, and tune in every Friday for your dose of When Magic Happens. And follow us on Instagram at When Magic Happens Podcast. You can find me Jennifer Shay Love Long on Instagram at Being Shay Love. You can find me, Cheryl Jackson, on social media at Cheryl Jackson. That's Cheryl with an E. And you can find me, Brianna Garrett, on Instagram at Project Reality. That's Project, like Project Pat, Reality. When Magic Happens is a production of WBEZ Chicago and a part of the NPR Podcast Network. Our truly magical producer is Brianna Garrett. (laughs) Brendan Banaszak is our executive producer. Tracy Brown is chief content officer. Production assistance by Justin Bull. Engineering by Maria Lopez. See y'all next week. I'm about to set you up. Ooh. I know. Okay. Ooh. Let's do it. I really I really was trying to get Cheryl and my family, y'all. I, <laughs> I really tried to put you with my uncle. <laughs> it's too late, but I got another one. And he still got a girlfriend status. So, oh. hey, ain't no ring on it. I, unk, I'm going to send you a new one. <laughs> oh, my gosh.